fitness has been a long time journey for yeah. both you, Andrea, and yeah. me. And you're so, so you are a yoga teacher and you're so big into fitness. And it's just something that I love and I'm interested in. And we're so excited for this podcast today because we have a very special guest that's joining us. And his name is Otis Macho Hill. And he is a fitness trainer, business owner of Macho Fitness. And he started his business during um, COVID, right? And he went virtually during COVID. Yes. He's, that's very inspiring that in the, in the middle of 2020 that everything is falling apart, he started a be- beautiful business serving his community. I can't wait to chat with him about that. It's so exciting. And he's um, a certified personal trainer. He does training on nutrition and um, fitness virtually now because of COVID. So, and his passion is to educate and motivate and hold others accountable. So he's pretty much a fitness trainer, accountable partner, and we're so excited to have him online. But let's talk about us in the world of fitness. Okay. So, okay. So I'm going to ask you a question, Andrea. So have you always been, because I see those abs, like, crazy, crazy, crazy good abs. Have you always had those abs? Girl, no. I was a fat kid. And do you know that I'd never played a a group sports? I didn't play sports as a kid. I was a fat kid, but I was a happy fat kid. I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, I was. I was fat and feeling good. I loved it because, you know, I had a pair of support system that didn't say I was fat. So, um, but then I started to work out when I um, moved out of home and I took my first step aerobics class. I was 18 and I loved it. And that was the beginning of that passion for me. But, you know, I'm not coming to tell my parents that I'm going into uh, physical education as my major because, you know, you're young and you're trying to really impress. But knowing what I know now, I'll probably do that or study, um, you know, psychology, physical education or something like that. But I was um, but I found that and that became my therapy. I have never done therapy one day of my life, but I just loved it. And but I've evolved with it. Like as time goes on, I um I find new I'm always changing it though. So I've stayed passionate. I always find new ways to enjoy fitness. And it's my I've never done drugs, but that's my drug of choice. I feel high every time. I don't know what high means, but that's what I feel. And it it feels good to me. But more importantly, I have a question because you've always been so lean and skinny and tall and and sexy. Have you always had that body? Okay, so I have been skinny my whole life. I have a high metabolism, but it's so crazy though, because I think I've taken my biological father's genes because if you look at my mom's side my mom's side of the family they're thick so I've always been skinny and lean and high metabolism and it kicked in after my third kid so every time um I've had you know three I have three kids and every time I've had the kid I lost so much weight 
So after I had my last born, I lost so much weight. I just became so skinny. And you would have thought that I, girl, that was not even a 60 skinny. That was a stick. (laughs) No, nothing. And that kid had all, you know, breastfeeding. And I'm like so flat like a plank, you know? (laughs) I'm like, would you like a would you like a sandwich, Linda? No, the only thing you could see is my head, you know. And, and I remember we went to this baby shower once, and and I had uh, my my neck my ribs or whatever my my neck bones was showing. You're like, oh girl, Linda, do you, you need to eat? You need to eat. <laughs> When I, th- I think we were in a season where we were going to fast and you were going to really fast, like join us in fasting. I'm like, girl, no. Girl, I, went hard. I went hard on that fast. And I was nursing my, my last born. I went hard on that fast. Like I did a 40 day Daniel fast. I had no business not eating for 40, no. um, you know, like. Um, but God heard all the prayers, child. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I. So it was, so it seriously started, oh goodness. So my last one is eight or eight, not when, um, probably about six years ago or five years ago to be exact. This is when I just decided I just don't want to look skinny anymore. So I work out not to get lean, but I'm working out to just build my muscle. So I love, love the gym. I mean, so I started going on the bike cycling and we've been in cycling classes and, you know, just going on the Stairmaster. I love going to the gym, work out just to just, you know, just muscle. And I see myself just toning up and that health. Now that I'm in my 40s now, it's different because this COVID hit so bad and I'm picking up weight. So I'm have to lose weight now. No way. You look fantastic. But you though, on the other hand, girl, your buys and tries and you're just built strong. And if you see, so I think, so does yoga help? Do you do any lifting? Do you do anything like that? You know, I'm the kind of girl that will try anything just to see what it feels like. Um, and my, the way, you know, every, like, I'm not what the textbook requires or recommends, or even, um, I'm not in the examples that people give for, you know, trainers will say, oh, if you run, you're going to lose all your, uh, muscle mass. For me, it's the opposite. If I run, girl, I'm shredded. My abs are strong. My biceps are strong. So I, you know, so I just have to constantly study myself. Mm -hmm. And even in the weight chart that is in the doctor's office, if I follow that, I am in the extremely obese based on my muscle mass Mm -hmm. um, and my height. It's like, they're like, it's in the red. Uh, But I've studied myself and I've done the analysis of how much weight I carry on my bones. And um, I think, oh, I have to look it up now, but there is, um, I think, gosh, maybe 70 pounds of muscle on my body. And and that is why I cannot go by any one standard. I just stopped. I threw, I literally threw my scale away just because it's not a good indication of what 
is going on with me. I'm not like anyone else. I'm truly unique in that aspect. So I just accepted because once there was a time that I would chase the numbers to be in the healthy range of what the doctors recommend, but it's, I look so skinny. Um, I think my, the only time in my life I was in that range was in 2015 when I was training for my marathon. And I like, literally my husband, like was like scared for me. I looked so scary. My butt was nowhere. I was flat, 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 flat everywhere. Um, but I didn't look, I didn't feel good in my own skin. And that was probably the only time in my life where I didn't feel good. And that was the skinniest I'd been. I was mm-hmm. like 140. Oh my gosh. 140 was yeah, and not me. Yeah. 140. And I looked when I show you pictures of that, I don't even look at it. I you will never see me post or share those pictures because I didn't look or feel good. Mm-hmm. But in the world standard, that's like, ooh. Uh, but for me, it wasn't my best. My best is when I feel strong within myself, when I really um so I'm always open to hearing what other trainers are doing. I'm always, I have my ears out, but um, yoga is good to maintain because you can carry your own body weight. You can, once you can plank, I say a good indication of strength is if you can plank for two, three, four, five, however minutes, the longer you can hold your plank, a strong plank, it's, it's an indication of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of time yourself and, you know, um, do your plank while you watch your commercial or mm-hmm. take a break or um, just to see how your body is doing. You did touch on something though, that, that was, I was like, okay, study yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, um, when people looking, you know, for fitness or, you know, look at, Oh, this person is working out every day. This person is running. This person is doing yoga comparing comparison starts kicking in but i think uh when it comes to fitness and health um you have to know yourself know what's good and just move and just do it you know because i do believe like hey if you want to see 50 if you want to see 60 you have to be healthy eating healthy fitness whatever form works for you and you know just just doing it good you know I I decided just probably a month ago to just cut down on my sugar and carb carbs and so in the middle of that and I felt like what you said I felt good you know like less sugar less carbs so much energy drinking lots of water so that's actually that's what's good for me you know I, I think self study is is so key part of mindfulness part of yoga it's not movement of it's like really get into the mind and say what works for my body when I eat this when I drink this how do I feel yeah and then and then that will help you to build your own resume for what works for you yeah or what does not work for you and not just for physical health um, another advantage and then we'll really go to Otis is um, just the the older we get the more it's necessary, not just for the physical, but also for the overall health. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom is 75 years old now, and she walks about two, three miles at least a day, along with her yoga and all that. And exactly a year ago, she suffered a severe stroke. Like she still does not remember the six weeks that this happened to her. And I went home and I took good care of her and, and she bounced back to a hundred percent. Like now she's like more better than ever. 
Mm. And part of the things that can assure, not that stroke can happen to anyone anytime, but your bounce back, how your brain's neurons can connect and your nerves can come back to how they were. This is what fitness is. It's mm-hmm. not just how you look. It's what is going on inside of your body that can help you not now, but in the future. Mm. So, um, so fitness is not physical fitness, wellness, wholeness is a whole, a whole life, a whole life journey. Right. Right. It's just a lifetime journey. So we're so excited to have this, you know, personal trainer from, he's an elite personal trainer, Otis and we can't wait to hear what he says about fitness, right? I think it's going to be awesome. You know what we'll do? We'll listen and we'll keep our knowledge to ourselves and let him shine some of his light on us. Absolutely. Welcome to Chic Conversations, Otis. We're so glad to have you. We're so excited to have you on today. And so how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I just came back from a walk. And uh, earlier today, uh, we went. my wife and I went to a sonogram and uh, she was able to see her baby, seven weeks. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> Your first, you. right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. That's exciting. All right. So, so you are a fitness trainer. And um, so tell us a little about your breakthrough moment. So what made you decide to get into the world of fitness? Okay. Um, to be honest, I was stuck in between wanting to become a sign language interpreter for the deaf because my parents are both hearing impaired. Uh, But then I also had a burning desire to be a personal trainer. So for a couple of years, I kind of was in the middle. Um, I went to school for a bachelor's in liberal arts to become a sign language interpreter, but ended up, you know, going into the world of fitness. Um, My breakthrough moment was the first week of June during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I came across the opportunity to train clients online um, using a platform called Trainerize. Um, I always had a burning desire to train others, and I was just fascinated with the transformation of, um, you know, losing weight and people gaining lean muscle mass. And then also, um, I just feel like being a personal trainer is similar to being like a doctor's sidekick. You know, I help with the exercise and the nutrition and I help keep people out of the hospital. That's awesome. That, that is so important. And what is your favorite part of your job with, uh, as you train people? Um, my favorite part of the job is to uh, see the results uh, after I've done everything I can to help push them, help motivate them, um, hold them accountable, and to see their lives change. So it's not just the physical, you've seen them transform from maybe um, being timid to just like learning their own power. That is just one of those things where you, you meet them a certain way and then you find them a different way after having some time with them. 
to have you been like playing, you know, sports and games and have you been fit the whole time or is it just now? Yes, uh, my family included me in recreational sports ever since I was seven years old, uh, starting off with baseball and basketball and soccer. So pretty much all my life I've been fit. Um, I did come to a point where I was gaining weight. So I can give the perspective of the other side. <laughs> um, yeah. Work In college, I was working two fast food jobs. I was working at Domino's and I was working at Papa John's on campus. So Domino's is off campus. So working those two jobs, um, I started, started gaining weight. I mean, you have convenience to food that's right there, you know, and um, all of a sudden a friend of mine, Josh, came up to me and he was like, hey, you know, look like you gained a few pounds, man. You putting on some weight. And, you know, at that point, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. And I looked myself in the mirror and at that point I was like, you know what, it's time to get back in shape. You know, it's time to, you know, I took my first run, went for a mile. It was, it was tough. I, I have to admit it was tough, but, um, you know, I live with a roommate. So the more I was getting into it, I was kind of pushing him and, you know, those qualities uh, of, you know, motivating others that, that really helped, you know, bring them out of me. So, you know, that, kind of helped push me to to be a personal trainer. Yeah. Oh good. That's that's great though. You know, it's it's crazy how um eating the fast food and, you know, um just not controlling the weight and not, you know, balance, balancing. So that's actually a good good story that got into the world of fitness. Yes. So if you have just one advice to give your clients about how to change their lives, how to manage and control um, their lives and fitness, what would it be? I would say don't wait until it's too late. You know, go ahead and start now. Um, People have this tendency to wait until it's the right moment to start. And or they might be holding on to excuses as to why they can't begin the fitness and the training journey. And I say the biggest thing is, um, you know, they'll watch my workouts on social media and they'll say, oh, he's going to kill me <laughs> or, you know, uh, allow the fear to stop them from working out. Um, so um, my slogan is with my training is uh, to straighten the body before you strengthen it. And that means just starting small, you know, focusing on the, the form and then working our way up through progression to more challenging and intense workouts. But the key is to start. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you did touch on the keys to start. So what's your advice to a couch potato wishing for a more active life? What advice would you give that um, person? Um, For a couch potato, it would start with what you believe you're capable of doing, um, such as like just going for a 30-minute walk or um, just something simple to just get moving. Um, Most setbacks and relapses happen when, people have a weak belief system. Um, they have lack of support from those around them. And uh, at the end of the day, you have to believe 100% that you can change your lifestyle to be more fit and more healthy because uh, it is a lifestyle change. You have to you know, change your habits and start from scratch. And most p- cases, uh, people start when they're at their lowest point. You know, they said, hey, I had enough, you know, and dealing with their unhealthy choices and the consequences that come with that. And that's the breaking point. And, they, and at that point, they want to change. But I would say don't even wait till then. 
you know, start now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And so what about an athlete wishing for a next level fitness? What advice would you give an athlete? All right. So for athletes taking it to the next level, I would suggest a uh, structured meal plan that would consist of an adequate amount of uh, macros, which are carbs, proteins, healthy fats, um, because a lot of trainers are dope. They won't um, suggest that and they're not getting the best out of the workouts. Um, also to have an elite personal trainer like myself provide a progressive fitness program that'll take them to the next level. Like for instance, instead of doing just strength training, I would have them doing like power exercises, like, uh, plyometrics, box jumps, tuck jumps, ladder drills, pro shuttle drills, going from side to side, um, working on, uh, quickness, agility, explosiveness, um, that's needed for athletes to perform at their best when it counts in the game. That's so good, Otis. That is so good. So with the observation of the world, with technology making fitness so accessible and also yes. technology making life so easy that all you want to do is just Netflix and chill all day. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what, are you, what are your observations from your point of view? Are we Westerners getting fitter or fatter? I would say fatter. Yeah? <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, because nowadays, um, yeah, there are more children and adults becoming more obese in America. And it's due to having unhealthy foods and drinks being uh, strategically marketed uh, for financial gain. Um, as you can see, commercials all the time, Burger King, McDonald's, um, Travis Scott even dropped a new burger. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys seen that. I saw that, I, and I, exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh my gosh, kids are gonna run to it, and it's not gonna be expensive, so it's gonna be accessible to them. And you that's know. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also in poor areas, there are um, fast food places conveniently being placed on every corner, but little to no healthy places to eat. With um, mm-hmm. You know, and with COVID-19 going on, people are having to stay at home majority of the time. So they're not only being sedentary, but their attention is on the TV and social media, which both promote unhealthy eating and drinking. Mm. So, so true. So um, movement versus nutrition. What's more important um, to focus on and why? Okay, Um, I would have to say nutrition. Uh, reason being really? that, yes, yes. Um, w- what we consume is what we tend to become. So have you ever ate a fast food meal and you felt sluggish, you felt tired, um, not motivated to do anything? Mm, true. Yeah. So yeah. now how do you feel when you eat a well-balanced, nutritious meal? Active, excited, yeah. ready to excited. go to the next thing. Exactly. You're more energetic. You have, uh, you're thinking with clarity and, uh, once the body gets what it needs, then you're going to have more energy to move. So I feel like you need the nutrition first, then comes the movement. Yeah. Good. That is so true, but to find the balance is so key because some, I, I, I know people that are all about the nutrition and they're, you know, very disciplined in that and their taste buds for a certain way and are kind to um, healthy foods and don't, they don't like working out. Mm. And for some people, they love working out. I love working out. 
but I love a good meal too. <laughs> I love a good meal too. But the fact <laughs> balance is the key. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, just to add on to what you said, um, a lot of people they get discouraged um, when they have a, a a cheat day versus yeah. a cheat meal. So like you you start in the morning, you have a bad meal, and then you're like, oh. Well, you know, I already messed it up, so I might as well, you know, eat the burger for lunch or, you know, eat fast food for for dinner and it just messes it all up. But just focus on recovering, snapping back and to eat a healthy meal and, you know, just jump back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Right now is always a good time to start. Even if you messed up for lunch or for breakfast, right now yes. is always a good time to start again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. So what's the most frustrating part of being a coach? Um, The most frustrating part of being a coach is when clients are not taking the program that I provide them serious. Um, It's it's not so much being late for a workout for me, because if you show out, um, if you show up, I mean, I can work with you. But it's the excuses for not showing up for me. Um, When people don't realize that it's not me that you should be trying to impress, um, but it's yourself. Um, each time you don't show up for a workout or each time you don't follow a meal plan, you're hurting yourself. Mm. So what I do is I follow up and I educate those type of people to keep them from self-destructing and messing up their lives because I still care at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, you're a good one. <laughs> show up. Show show up. Same. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that you said like show up. And it seems like not so many people, you know, they want to um maybe just like they have a goal in mind, like, hey, I want to go to the beach this next week and I want to lose weight and you know, or I want to do this because I, I have a goal in mind. They're not yes. showing up. They want to just do things for um, that specific moment, but it's not for a lifetime. And I right. think that fitness is like a whole lifetime. You have to have this lifetime of fitness. Yeah. Yes. So um, do you support diets? So there's like the keto, either the keto diet, the vegetarian, there's the whole 60 all these thirty, whole sixty, a whole thirty. Okay, I mean, we named it whole sixty. <laughs> like the whole thirty. All right. So, um, there's a whole lot of diets going on. You know, I mean, you can hear friends say that I'm on this diet. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. I'm on keto. I'm on whole thirty. So, do you support these diets, or do you say a lifetime of fitness? Hmm. Um, well, what I, well, my clients ask me this question all the time. So what I always recommend, of course, the fitness always plays a part. Um, but I always recommend a healthy, well-balanced diet that includes the, all of the macros in it, the carbs, the protein, and the healthy fats. Um, of course, red meat, I would recommend to keep it to a minimum, um, especially those are, that aren't lean. And it's how you cook it as well. Um, if you're grilling um, I wouldn't recommend grilling because it comes with burning the food and it can become cancerous at that point. Um, for fish, I recommend no more than three times a week uh, because some fish, uh, they do contain mercury in it and it's not good to have too much of that in your system. Um, I eat all the fruits and veggies and fruits. Um, just be sure to clean them before you eat them and keep them firm. Um, 
don't overcook them till they're soggy because that's when they've lost all their nutrients. They call it denaturing. Um, if you can eat it raw, eat it raw. Uh, I, I prefer that. Um, I don't recommend a low carb diet unless you have a choice or you don't have a choice to be, you know, in a movement situation like you're injured or you're in a hospital. Um, because in order to burn calories, your body needs carbs. It needs the proteins and it needs the healthy fats as a total package. Um, vitamins uh, don't take over the counter, um, don't take over the recommended dosage because it can become harmful and always consult with your physician before you take them. And if you're eating a regular, regular eating um, well-balanced diet, um, you're going to receive those vitamins naturally in the body. So don't really be so hung up on, oh, I need to take this vitamin and this vitamin because they're always promoting it, but you know, you're going to get it anyway. So I have another question to piggyback off of that. So what would you tell someone, um, you know, who wants to lose some belly fat and, you know, they want to wear a two piece at, you know, the beach someday and they want to lose that belly fat. How would you say, would you just tell them um, what diet would you give them or would you say workout if they have that goal in mind to wear that two piece for summer? Hmm. Well, I can go on record to say that abs are made in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I would definitely start with nutrition first and uh, as well as incorporating fitness into it. But nutrition has to start first in order for anything to get going with the belly fat. Because um, if you're not eating proper diet, um, then, of course, that fat's, I mean, it's just going to stay where it's at. What are macros? Can you uh, elaborate on that? Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So macros, they're the three main um, parts. They're the carbs, carbohydrates, the proteins, and the healthy fats. So those three are your main things that you need to incorporate. All the rest of the stuff, um, sodium and sugar, that that all kind of, you know, they're not as important as the, the carbs, the proteins, and the fats. So that's why they're called the macros. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm, we're so proud of you for developing your business during the COVID crisis. <laughs> yeah. So we were delighted to, to um, support that mindset that just sees how to help people in the moment of crisis. Um, what advice would you give your younger self 10 years ago? 10 years ago, I'm 28 now. So <laughs> back when I was 18, um, I just graduated high school going into college. And, you know, your first freshman year, you kind of just, you're kind of everywhere with it. You know, you're wanting to do this and wanting to do that, but uh, I was distracted. Um, so one thing I would tell my younger self is find out what you want to do even if money was in, um, was not involved, if you, not for the money, but because you love it and you find that dream or passion, you know, stay focused on it, yeah. stay focused on the process and focus on achieving it step by step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to do it for the passion and not for the money. It seems yes. That's really good. That's good advice. So, um, so how's your method of fitness training unique? So with the COVID-19 
things going on this year, a lot of trainers are having to move to virtual training. So I've learned to perfect it a little bit. Um, I've started assigning my clients' workouts through my Trainerize uh, platform. They see the instructions on there, um, watch a short video on how the exercise perform, like a five, seven second video. And depending on the workout, whether it be a circuit training, interval, or regular, it might be timed, it might not be. Uh, once they complete it, I see it on my end and I either congratulate them if they've done it. If they didn't do it, I'm on them. You know, I, I, they receive a message from me saying, hey, you got to get back on track. Uh, what's going on? Uh, first, I ask, is everything okay? Because you, you never know what they might be going through. They might be going through a family situation. I had one, um, somebody in his family died. So, you know, it's just, you never know. So I always ask an open-ended question, like, is everything okay? Before I just jump on them, like, hey, you know, why aren't you doing this and that? So that's so good, Otis. And do you, do you know the important the important being in the fitness fitness world with you, the empathy you have for your clients, and to even care about what's going on in their regular life before you jump in and jump at them for not doing their workout. That is one of the rare things, um, character traits in fitness, and I applaud you for showing that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, just to be a little bit more specific on the training method, um, I always incorporate cardio. Um, however, when it comes to strength training, um, like I said, I always focus on strengthening the body before I strengthen it, uh, which means like I'll do an assessment to make sure there's not uh, any like imbalances, like, you know, their their shoulder muscles might not be as strong as their chest and just working on balancing their um, their muscles as a whole, because with uh, NASM, you know, it starts with stabilization, then it goes to strength, and then it goes to power. I, I don't recommend power unless you're an athlete. Uh, individuals that want to take it to the next level, but I wouldn't recommend it for just the everyday person, um, because it can resort to injury if they aren't um, taking the steps to get to that point, um, completing the stabilization workouts and the strength training long enough. So to an everyday person, someone that has not never worked out a day in their life, not had good nutrition, I mean, they're just starting off and they, and that's a good thing, right? They come to you yes. and say, I found you online and I want to start off on the program or whatever. So what would you tell that person that has not worked out, has not in right? How would you motivate this person? to move forward and continue a lifetime of fitness? What would you say to this person? Okay. Um, what I would say is, you know, don't be afraid of how intense the training may be. Um, just let's start small. And um, me as a trainer, I would just come from a welcoming place and let them know that I'll be there with them every step of the way. Uh, a lot of People there get discouraged because they feel like no one's going to be there for them um, along the journey. So, um, yeah, starting small, showing support and staying accountable are the three main things I would focus on for someone who hasn't any idea what fitness may be or nutrition. Awesome. Awesome. Before we let you go, Otis, where do you like to see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, I would like to um, 
make an impact on the world to change their mindset um, and their lifestyle and seeing the importance of being fit and healthy, hopefully allow my son or daughter to carry on my legacy, depending on what they want to do. I don't know. <laughs> uh, most importantly, when they hear Macho Fitness, I don't want them to think of it as an ego-centered, strong person. You know, I want to have them think of it as a, you know, the strength comes from within. You know, you dominate the mind and the body with the inner macho. Good. Macho fitness. So how can people join your fitness community? Um, I have social media. Where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook, um, Otis Juice Hill Jr. And Instagram, Juice number two, real. Or you can find me underscore macho underscore fitness. That's my, my brand page. Just click the link tree link app in my our link in my bio. And from there, it'll take you to a September challenge, which I'm currently having. That's all virtual. Clients love it. Um, they're you know, competing for a prize right now. So it's, it's oh, pretty good. cool. And as far as my um, workouts, they're 99 a month for a custom workout and a meal plan. And they're both assigned through the training app on your phone. Um, there will be an October challenge and an in-person group boot camp. That's awesome. Thank you so That's much so for awesome. sharing with us and congrats on your baby on the way. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> Congratulations. That's so awesome, Otis. And we'll um, contact and we'll just keep in touch with your fitness training and would love to hear more about that in the near future. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Wish you success. Enjoy your week. Thank you. We'll do. Thank you. you guys too.